Day two of the New England Patriots Tennessee Titans joint practices. I am joined by Mike Miracles, and we have special guest Bambi of the Nashville media, the king of fawning over people. Uh, Buck Rising is with us of Six One Five Sessions. How are you doing, Buck? I it, it, as if it wasn't bad enough to make a Bambi joke. <laughs> fawning over people yeah. is really going to go unnoticed. I feel like the majority, <laughs> but not by me. That yeah. was beautifully done by you. Thank you for having me back, boys. Actually, that's not. Entirely fair. I invited myself because I tried to cut something with Mike. And I'm like, no, no, we'll just do it at your place. We'll make yeah. life easier. On that. Yeah, it's, e- it's easy. It's cold in here. Yeah. We, we got the we got lovely. the cockpit set up it's for quiet. each individual person. It, it, people can't see this because this is an audio medium. So way to be self-involved by you. Uh, but these are these are very interesting uh, devices that are hooked up to the microphone that is deadening my loud and obnoxious voice like this is it, it feels it feels like I'm hiding something. Yeah. And it feels like I like I can't see your mouths. So this it, I is like, like it a, like that. I like to lean down <laughs> like this and just look at everybody. It's incredibly, it's incredibly <laughs> disconcerting. I feel like Wilson from Home Improvement the yeah. whole time. Like yeah. I'm just peering over a wall at That's you That's exactly what it is. Hidey ho, yeah. neighbor. <laughs> so uh, we got both sides. We got the Buck, you watched the Titans offense and the Patriots defense. And I did. Mike today watched the Patriots defense and Titans offense. Mm. Uh, there was a scrum. Today was in. I've I've heard ups. conflicting reports. Was there a couple of them, or just one? Or there was, there was one over on the Patriots offense, Titans defense side of things. I think Brent Urban was in the middle of that one, but it wasn't a big deal. It was just a little put, pushing and shoving after the play. As, the as was the was, as was the Titans one, yeah. uh, but it was a little bigger because it was the entire wide receiving core that you care about. It was AJ Brown who started the fight. Uh, it was <laughs> Tajay Sharp. And then Corey Davis at the very end before Mike Vrabel's big ass came and broke it up. And so John Robinson cordoned off the Patriots players and Vrabel literally, I think, picked Tajay Sharp up and threw him. (laughs) Um, Just starts reaching in and plucking shoulder pads out. In a fit of just blind meathead rage. Well, I'm very surprised that Tajay couldn't get any separation between him and Vrabel. (laughs) <laughs> Boom. <laughs> See, this is this is delightful to me to, to have been I, I feel I feel like I have been a little bit a part of the evolution of this podcast as something that is actually um, you know, legitimate. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're big that, in Oregon. That that felt <laughs> that felt mean to say, but the evolution of the podcast comes with the evolution of Zebo's shitty sense of humor. And I'm just not here for that. I'm not here for the puns. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about Tom Brady feeling himself before. Zebo's yeah. feeling himself now. I'm yeah. feeling yeah. it. Feeling it. It's because he has this. It's <laughs> because he has this barrier. Yeah. in front of him. I've had a couple trulies already today. <laughs> so lobbing grenades over the fence here. Uh, so yes, the the Titans wide receiver started the fight. And they said there was some guy arm. in a. I've heard there's some guy in a sling, like with one arm in the mix of it all, separating people. Uh, oh, I didn't see that I didn't at see all. That, no. It's what uh, midday said. Okay. So, we we know they're um you know a small town uh small time mom and pop you know operation so you can't really trust them but that's what they said. Well, I I mean, I, but I just don't know how the hell they see anything yeah. over there where they're positioned. So yeah. I yeah. mean, but I'm certain they saw something that I all, that or Paul's making shit up. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me say this about AJ Brown in in the fight starting. AJ Brown has more swagger than the entire rest of the Titans offense combined. That's nah, the roster. Like, I mean, it, it is. <laughs> yeah, so even more, fair. even more than Lawan and Walker. I mean, it's just straight up dripping. Uh, he he believes in himself. Just completely. dripping. Yeah, drip, drip. I I love it. I'm it, making a face like I smelled watch. something. Bad, <laughs> says drip. 
Um, so I guess let's get into let's should we start first with everybody's favorite topic in Nashville, Marcus <laughs> versus Ryan Tannehill. Uh, John Glennon posted up some stats of the eleven on eleven, the seven on seven red zone, and then just the red zone drill. Uh, Ryan Tannehill looked horrific. Buck, is there any truth to the rumor that's going around that J J Rob has confronted Ryan after this media storm and told him to reel it back in and <laughs> and throw these practices so that Marcus looks better? That would be an interesting question for Tannehill. Did your general manager tell you to come out here and suck ass, <laughs> or uh, are you doing it for other reasons? No, <laughs> I I look at Ryan Tannehill. And he's just—he's what I expected him to be. Now, this—what—what's happening? And I'm very happy to be able to have a microphone in front of my face as, as these things are coming out on Twitter. In terms of it, it's Benjamin, and I truly I don't I don't say this to be disrespectful. His last name is Albright. Yes, mm-hmm. Benjamin Albright and Diana Rossini uh, of ESPN talking about uh, the chance that Tannehill could start Week One, and then Dan Orlovsky getting a little hot takey uh, mm-hmm. out there. But all of these things are hedged with a could. Of yes. course, Ryan Tannehill could start week one. This is not this is not some great revelation to say that Ryan Tannehill could start week one. It's just the way that you phrase it in a tweet that makes it inflammatory. But these things are important to point out because of how the local media was done in week 17. I have not mm. forgotten the way that you tell us things throughout the course of the week and then in one fell swoop, you know, locally to keep things calm. And then... Game day, you drop a bomb to a national reporter that Marcus Mariota is going to play the last game of the season. People remember stuff like that. And so that's why I approach this with cautious uh, pessimism is probably the way that I should put it. Because it's not out of the question. I mean, you don't need to know how the team... You know how the team feels about Marcus based on where he sits contractually. This is not something that's new to anybody. This has been much discussed by everybody who has a mic or or a keyboard in front of them. Um. But the Tannehill thing, I mean, Tannehill looks like like Tannehill is supposed to look like, which is a replacement level starter in the NFL, except he's your backup, which which really, really bodes well. You should want both of them. It shouldn't be either or. You should want both of them because it sets you up to be at a really solid position in case something happens to one or the other. And and let me say this about, you know, I've, I've gotten the sense and, you know, in the Titans fan base, there are different factions right and there's a group of of fans that are very tribal my marcus mariota diehard supporters and you i get the sense that they are legitimately rooting against ryan Tannehill now and i don't understand that like i i, I get the point that you know they they think Mariota's is the guy and they just want this whole controversy to go away and i think that's fine but Tannehill being good in preseason is undoubtedly a good thing for the titans because at the end of this year, his contract's up, and whether the Titans bring him back as, as a backup or or whatever happens with the QB situation, if he walks to another team and signs a big contract to start as like a bridge starter, you know, you never know what's going to happen with other teams' quarterback situations. The Titans could be in line to get a compensatory pick out of that here in, you know, it wouldn't be for next year's draft, but the draft after that. So, Which is what the Patriots have done so well for yeah, so many years. Exactly. That, and I thought that was kind of the hidden brilliance of the Tannehill acquisition was giving up that pick, but you might get it back as a comp- compensatory pick if Tannehill plays well in preseason, if he go, comes in in the regular season, does some things well. You want Tannehill to do well as a Titans fan. Mm. The uh, Go ahead. No, I was I was just getting ready to – 
Phil. Oh, the uh, <laughs> I we do have a question considering the uh, offense. Uh, Arthur Dean Vrabel at G underscore Titan. Uh, how did Delaney look in his first full practice? Only one practice, but can he pick up where he left off and be a huge asset moving forward? It seems that Marcus is, from what Mike told me off air, uh, is just so above. Headed above everybody else, just mo- much more comfortable with Delaney out there. Is that what you kind of get, Buck, or what's your take? It's the one thing I know he does well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing. Well, that's not fair. It's the one thing I know he does consistently well is get the ball to Delaney. Delaney looks fine out there. Like this whole, this whole, you know, in one practice, out the other that they do with all of these guys. It is... It is to the benefit of your 34. Is he 35? He just 35. turned 35. Just turned 35. The 35-year-old tight end for him not to be out there every day in the in the 93 or 94-degree heat. Um, I don't think you'll see him in the preseason game, but he's fine. I mean, he's he looks totally smooth out there. There's not a hitch in his gait. There's nothing that would connote some kind of lingering effect from, you know, snapping your ankle in half. Um, and Marcus... If it's not going to be Humphreys, it's going to be Delaney because that's where Marcus is comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that is good for the near term. While you have Marcus Mariota on your roster, if you want him to get outside of his comfort zone and do more down the field or throw to the it's, – it's a weird thing watching him because he doesn't throw well to the outside of the numbers to his right. And he's right-handed, which just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, it's just not a throw that he can consistently make. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. something you noticed, Mike. Yeah. it's going. That's going back all the way to his – I wrote about that in 2017. It's funny you mentioned that because I actually pulled that article up the other day and was reading back through it because I'm like, it's still an issue, you know, and, and it's been an issue since at least the 27, 2016 season, actually. Because that's what I'm looking for out of him on a day-to-day basis. And I know I just made this conversation about Marcus instead of Delaney. Um <laughs> But I look for different things from him on a day-to-day basis, just like some kind of difference, something you know, to tell me he's either getting better or he's getting worse, like one or the other. And it stays the same every day, which is madding- maddeningly inconsistent, yes. I mm-hmm. think is the word. Uh, and I just, I don't know. But Delaney Walker being out there helps him because it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be, how many of his targets? I, I can't remember how many of targets in the preseason game went to Humphreys. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, six of eight. Six of eight. Yeah. So it's not going to be six to Humphreys, six to Walker, but they're probably going to split those. Yeah. Um, because that's where Marcus is comfortable. And I think today there was a stretch where I think Marcus hit Delaney twice in a row. I think it was on the the first part of that two minute drill at the yeah. end. Um, and you could just see there's just a comfort level there, and and it it's two guys that. have are going into their fifth year together. So, you know, that that matters, and I think it matters to Mariota. And I think once – ideally, you'd love to at some point see all of these weapons together on the field in harmony and see what that looks like, but we really haven't got a chance to see that yet at all. Because, I mean, Humphreys came out a little bit at the very beginning of practice today, but then went back in. Left um, leg sleeve. Yeah, left leg sleeve. <laughs> left leg sleeve, easy left, to say. Left Left uh, leg sleep. Left uh, leg sleep. He was like catching passes, but he wasn't doing the release drills with other wide receivers. So he's uh, dealing with some something, but it is probably relatively minor if he's coming out and and getting some work on uh, on the main field, not even with the injured players. So 
outside of the guys who are working their way back from major injuries, like there's nothing, there's nothing that should raise a red, red alarm for the fact that Derrick Henry's not out there. Yeah. Honest yeah. to God. Um, it's, it's a standard. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I shouldn't say as if I know definitively, but they're not treating this as, as, as if it's some major, major injury for him. They signed Akeem Hunt. I think that's just, I mean, I think that's more about David Flewellen than it is about Derrick Henry. I haven't mm-hmm. seen Flew, um, since before the Eagles game. Cause he, I think it was his left knee that yeah. he hurt in a practice. Uh, but Paul pointed this out yesterday to us beforehand. And then in a, in a question to Vrabel in the press conference, he hasn't had all five of them out there at the same time for any stretch. Mm-mm. Derek Delaney, AJ Brown, Corey, and who am I missing? Humphreys. Humphreys. Um, which is something that, you know, has to affect it. But then I look at, I look, I mean, and this is, again, it's not a fair comparison because it's Tom Brady. Tom Brady's out there throwing to dudes you never heard of. The <laughs> Moon Patterson, Jacoby Myers. How the and, hell is Ben Watson still playing oh, professional yeah. football? He is 87 years old. <laughs> ben Ben Watson's crusty ass caught like a 50-yard bomb down the post today. It, it was who sickening. Did, who did he beat in coverage? I just remember. I think it was Woodyard that was trailing him, so it was old on old. but Right, so you could hear both of them <laughs> creaking down the field. Like there needed to be just a, like, like a the, shower of WD-40 waiting for them in the, the end zone. A couple of 10 men chasing each other. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i mean it is marcus had a good marcus was surprisingly good yesterday he uh, at least by the standard that marcus is um and when he says that you just kind of have to deal with that stuff i mean that's the reality of the situation Bray's doing yeah. the same thing you know you just got to eat it so in a perfect world yes you would have all of them out yeah. there at the same time uh but this is not the circumstance that we find ourselves in in the nfl well you you've probably both seen Tom Brady and Julian Edelman out there. And so we have a question from Nick Lombardi at NF underscore Lombardi. Who is more handsome in person, Brady or Edelman? I, I actually did not see Edelman. I know he wasn't practicing. I saw Edelman. But was, he, was he hanging around somewhere? Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't notice him. Ooh. <laughs> so you, I, I guess you would de- by I'm, default I'm, go Brady. I'm going default Brady, and I, I did get to see him up close today. And, I mean, he is a – He's a good-looking man. Alan, Alan Bell on Twitter, our friend from 24-7 Sports, said it's between me or him for the better hairline, and I think he might have me. I really do. Uh, the, the fade that he's rocking right now, uh, it's, it's, very, it's very dad chic, the Tom <laughs> Brady. But I, honest to God, in terms of physical looks, Brady wins because he's 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and Edelman might be, I don't know, he might be chest level on me. He's like 5'8", or something obscene. Yep. Uh, Brady's a hoss. Brady is a hoss. Edelman is not, but I think he is physically better looking. Edelman is jacked. And I know that's easy to make a joke about PEDs. Uh, but he's very, he's a very pretty man. They're both very pretty men. I wish I could grow a beard like Julian Edelman. Uh, me too. Yeah, I wish I could just grow a beard, period. <laughs> no, see, I prefer you this way. You, you do? You don't want me to have a full beard? And... I, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see you with a Lebowski beard. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be good. Yeah, there, it'd be there's shit hiding in that beard. Yeah, like it's like it's like the Family Guy episode <laughs> with all where, the, the three birds. Where there's like birds that crawl out of there, and it's like feeding them, and there's bird shit in the beard. Like Should that's we, what I think of when I look at Lebowski. That and beef jerky. I don't think I have a picture, but when I first saw him so uh, without a beard, he shaved his beard. Just showed up at the oh, Titans game. Oh, that was startling. Yeah, yeah. he oh. showed up at the Titans game. Did not tell anybody that he was shaved in his beard. And he came late, and he just pops up in there, and he looks like Jeff Daniels. <laughs> like it would just look so weird that without would disorient that. Me. It, it was yeah. it's 
It's weird. Jeff Daniels. But then like three days later, full beard. Wait, was was that the, <laughs> which game was that last year? Oh shit, I don't remember. I, I yeah. <laughs> I, uh, they all blend in. All home games blend in. I was in. trying I to remember to if maybe that was during a game. the Ravens game. I was going to blame him for shaving his beard for <laughs> no, that bullshit. I don't think it was the Ravens game. I think it was an early game. Well, let's blame him anyway. Yeah, let's blame that. Done. Um, so Amani Bledsoe was running with the ones, and that's someone that you talked about on the last uh, joint practice podcast, yeah. Mike, uh, to keep an eye on. You know, undrafted free agent, and he's a rookie, right? A yeah. rookie undrafted, so... Yeah. You know, him starting with the ones is uh, pretty telling about was, everybody else. It was interesting. You know, I don't know. I don't believe Jarrell Casey was working in that period. So, I mean, there's it's not, you know, the full defensive line rotation necessarily. But Bledsoe did get a few snaps with that first group. He was out there, I think, with Daquan Jones and Austin Johnson and Harold Landry as kind of a part of a four man front. And I he's he's a guy that I've noticed getting involved earlier and earlier the last few days and um yeah he's he's an interesting guy because he was a really highly touted recruit came to Oklahoma got a I think he got suspended for PEDs at Oklahoma and then missed a chunk of another year with something else and then you know didn't didn't really play a ton there but he's only 21 years old he's one of the youngest guys on the team and uh I don't know. He's a, he's an interesting guy to watch. I definitely want to keep an eye on him as we kind of move forward through the preseason. Him and Hooker are the two youngest players on the team, yeah. and he it's probably between him. If we're going to get this this uh, in depth in terms of defensive line, it's probably between him. I would say at this point and Matt Dickerson, who I think they like, is an undrafted mm-hmm. uh, rookie free agent. Last season made the roster. He wasn't active a, a terrible amount. He really didn't do much, but. Uh, he looks physically bigger. They like him on the interior. He's a poor man's Austin Johnson, if whatever that means to you. <laughs> well, I, I don't think that instills any yeah. faith in any, Listen, Mike, any of our listeners. Mike was very nice to Austin Johnson uh, today. Yeah. He said that he was improved, <laughs> which is you know the highest praise, the highest honor for Mike Vrabel. Um, but they do they do like Dickerson, and he knows the defense already. So I think that might give him a leg up. But uh, he's. Bledsoe's an intriguing prospect, and I I would be lying to you if I spent if I said I spent a ton of time watching him thus far. But he does show he does show up enough to make me glance at my roster and say, oh, that's Amani Bledsoe. Yeah, and he's it's kind of interesting. It seems to me like what we've seen a lot, at least on the early downs. So the the Titans have spent a lot of time in nickel, which they typically do, but they're doing that a lot in practice. Um, it seems to me like they like, at least on early downs, to have one outside linebacker and then three defensive linemen as part of that front. Um, so I think Bledsoe is a guy that they like as a defensive end in those early down uh, nickel packages. So it's kind of a, I, I think that's kind of his niche where he fits in. So we'll see if, if he can carve a role out for himself there or not. I mean, I, I don't think he's... By no means a lot to make the roster, but it is interesting that he's getting some reps with the ones right now. Well, besides dripping with swag, uh, eight, what did Stop. you notice? What are you, Brent Doherty? <laughs> Stop. Brent came up to me. Listen, I, I can't wait. I can't wait for September because I'm going to be able to get back on the radio. Yes. We're going to be doing some stuff with the zone, so stay tuned. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> but Brent, and, and I, I love them to both to death, Brent and Mickey walked up to me today and were trying various uh, young people lingo out on me to see how white and uncomfortable they could possibly make it. And you, my friend, have just usurped Brent Doherty for sounding whiter and older 
when you are dripping with swag. Yeah. Oh my god! Well, that, I mean, that's just what Mike said. So I'm just using his words. That's just patently false. No, no, no! I did not say dripping. I said I said swag. He's got a lot of swag. Well, uh, besides the swag drippage, um, <laughs> what what have sounds you- <laughs> like a side effect from like ma- medication? Like that's uh. like when you see like on a bag of potato chips, like these may call cause anal leakage. Yeah, like, that's what that he's got swag like. discharge. Yeah, try and sell sore may cause <laughs> anal leakage. The um, or drip leakage. What what ha- what progress have you seen from AJ Brown just from yesterday to today as Ooh. far as his usage, his activity, and his involvement in the offense? The best thing I saw today outside of Brady, Brady was A.J. Brown uh, for a variety of reasons. I liked I liked the, the the dust up that he started just because, you know, I'm happy to see somebody with an, an aggressive attitude out there that's not Taylor Lewan. I think mm-hmm. they need that. But he had an incredible – it wasn't a catch because he didn't get two feet in. But in the back of the end zone during seven-on-seven seven team drills, he had one of the most freakish body control moments I've ever seen – uh, trying to haul in a pass with a defensive back draped all over him. And he got one foot down, and he was so damn glo- close to getting the second one. But it was very – I know this is a comparison that's been made before he got there, but it does remind you of – Mike Evans he is physically bigger, but it's one of these big-body wide receiver that can go in, go down low, play the post, to use some basketball terminology, uh, and body, body defensive backs up and go up and get it. Like it was the kind of body control. I need to turn my ringer on my phone off. It keeps going off. Uh, it was the kind of body control that you've seen from Corey this year. Um, that's still very raw. He needs to do some work on route running. He needs to do some work on getting the defensive back off him at the line of scrimmage, fighting through the jam mm-hmm. and things of that nature. But we we got a good video at it as sports on Instagram. Shout out. <laughs> uh, of him in seven on seven drills, just going up and mossing a dude like, and he can do that. It's going to be raw. It needs to be in spurts. It doesn't need, I get the hell out of here with AJ Brown wide receiver one as a rookie. Uh, I'm tired of that in my mentions. <laughs> is but that really, is that really a thing? Mike, <laughs> you have well, been, Jay, listen, it's Mike. definitely going to be a thing now. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> What's going on with Sean Mann? Yeah. That's at, at Buck Rice. <laughs> Zebo exists to bother me on Twitter. Uh, but yes, that's a thing that's happening in my mansions, and you have been on the internet long enough, Michael, to know that people are idiots. <laughs> that's true, but it never ceases to amaze me anyways. Oh, no. It, I, 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 I think I'm dumb to it now <laughs> because I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah, A.J. Brown's a lot of fun to watch. He, oh, and, yeah. And you're exactly right about He's he has a tendency to get jammed up with uh, corners right now, and he needs to work on his releases, getting getting guys' hands off of him and in, in creating separation. But that's stuff that I feel like can come and should should develop as he plays. But you can't you can't coach the ball skills and the natural ability to just go get it, um, which is what he does best, and it makes him a ton of fun to watch. I, I can't wait to see him ramp up and. I hope he plays in the preseason game. I don't know if we'll see him or not, but um, I'd really like to see him get a few snaps at least to get out there and, and get some run in with those guys. Uh, according to a little insider information, Uh-oh. I believe. Breaking news? Uh-oh. I don't know if I caught Maybe perhaps spraining the news. <laughs> spraining the news? Is this a new term? <laughs> what what is spraining? I'm not spraining. I'm not breaking it. I have sprained the oh, news. He has a, he has a oh, sprained I news. I have sprained news. I'm not breaking it. Talk about news. my jokes. Uh, 
no, your fallen junk was still <laughs> shitty. <laughs> I think Tom Brady's going to play on Saturday, oh. which is not necessarily a given with these Patriots joint practices, but because Belichick usually uses them to get the work in during the practices and then not play any of the good players during the game. But I think Brady's going to play on Saturday. Interesting. Based on conversation. Some, some birdies. Whispers. Yeah, his sparrows. <laughs> I am I am Littlefinger. Actually, no, I prefer Bears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to be Littlefinger. I don't know. I kind of mess with Littlefinger. Yeah, Littlefinger was all right. But I'm a, I mean, you don't want to be him. Well, I mean, I don't want to be Varys either, to be honest. Oh, that's true. He's a eunuch. Yeah, he got roasted by a dragon. Yeah. Tough life. Tough life. We just I... spoiled a lot. <laughs> if, if, if someone has not listened to Game of Thrones. Spoiler alert! Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, that's. I think that's going to be the case. I, I doubt Delaney Walker, you're not going to see. I would be shocked if you see Corey Davis. Um. And it's not like they're dealing with anything. It's just Will we of... see A.J. Brown? I'm kind of on the fence of thinking that he they'll hold him out at least one more game. I Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know enough to say that he will. So I I would err on the side of caution and say most likely what I would do, I wouldn't play him. I wouldn't play him. We we throw out wild speculation all the time. I so know, but I try it. to be better than that. And at least like I need like a like some kind of like alarm that goes off before I recklessly speculate. But yeah. the Brady thing I have I have actual confidence in. Uh AJ Brown, I, I simply don't know whether we'll see him out there or not. Mike, what do you think? Just from your your Re- feeling. Recklessly speculating. Yeah. Um I, I think he's done a lot the last couple of days, particularly today. It looked like he was getting pretty much full compliment of reps so. it was a big jump between day one and day two and even the jump mm. the return to play from when he was not out there to day one was i thought big i guess i guess i'd put it like this i wouldn't be surprised either way honestly i, I think it's probably 50 50 who knows what's in variable's head god no well i, I know i know what's in variable's head it's blind rage blind blind, <laughs> blind blind rage and the ability to just take a shot at Paul for no particular reason oh, press conferences. It's so great. We'll switch over to the defense a little bit. Uh John B at J Bay underscore I I I uh oh. said yourself. Are the Titans using any packages that include Woodyard, Evans, and Brown on the field together? Not that I've seen yet. I've seen more of the three safety look, and that that's been very prevalent than I have with any three linebackers. Now, I say that there may be some looks where Jayon Brown, but I think they usually use, a, a, a sec, a, again, a third safety instead of Woodyard right now. Woodyard's um, reps have been pretty limited for the most part in practice. He's It's clearly Evans and Brown with the ones, and then Woodyard comes in with the twos, but um, I don't think I've seen them all three together yet. They like the three safety combination with Hooker better than they like the idea of the three linebackers out on the field. It makes you yeah. more. I mean, it's the whole versatility thing. Hooker yep. um, is big. Hooker can play in the box. Hooker can run like Jayon and cover like. I mean, not like Logan, but he has the potential to play in the slot and be adept at it. Also, he's solid as hell. Yeah, I mean, the dude is built. Like he it's is. not Dane Dane Crookshank and him. Crookshank's taller. Mm-hmm. Crookshank's longer. And Crookshank, I mean, Crookshank's a big player for a safety. But Hooker is just, he's more compact, but physically just, I mean, there's no baby fat on him. Mm-hmm. And, the, and he's, I think he's the youngest player on the roster. I really think that we're going to see a lot of that three safety stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think that's as much about, you know, keeping guys fresh, not letting, 
not letting Adori or Malcolm having a bad play affect the rotation as it may be, like using them more as a unit, kind of doing, I mean, it won't be the extent of what the Chargers were doing with eight defensive backs in the playoffs, but it will look a lot more like that because what they've done and done very well is build this defense from the back end up and made it not quite as necessary. I mean, you need the pass rush, but it limits how much pass rush you actually need with four. And that is the most important thing that you have in the sport, the ability to get pressure with four. But if not, you got a defense that can cover for five or six seconds. Mm-hmm. We have uh, another question. Brandon Slocum, at Slocum 92 Guy tweets me all the time. Yeah. He, he's, he's, he loves the Titans, loves the podcast, Some. and gets stuff. And... I think he had a good question yesterday. Yeah, I right think so. subscribe. How are the Titans defenders responding when Brady checks out of the original play, and were Brady's audibles generally successful? Um, it's hard to answer that really because it's hard to know when he's checking and when he's just adjusting something or, or making a call at the line. I'll say that I didn't watch the Titans defense closely yesterday. I was, I was spending time with the offense but based on what I've heard from people like Buck and, and other people. It sounds like today the Titans secondary was a lot better than they were yesterday. And that may be them picking up on some of the concepts and some of the the tendencies of the wide receivers for the Patriots uh, that maybe they didn't have a grasp on yesterday. Because one thing that you got to think about with this wide receiver group for the New England, like none of these guys have any NFL tape out there, like none of them. I mean, these these are guys that I, I as an avid NFL fan, have very vaguely heard of and most of the guys that I've heard of I only know from doing like draft research before the draft like guys like Braxton Berrios and uh, Jacoby Myers and people like that that are playing a ton with the first and second team group with the Patriots so these guys are all for for a guy like um, Logan Ryan who his edge is his tape study and understanding tendencies these guys don't have any tendencies because they haven't done it before you know and they're just out there doing stuff so I, I think you saw some progression day one to day two for the Titans secondary, kind of getting a little bit more into the the flow of things with the Patriots offense. So I think that's the best way I can answer that question. As far as the audibles go, you know, Brady's the world's best at anticipating coverage, uh, reading your blitz, and then putting them in a play that just stabs you right in your weak spot. I mean, he's the best for a reason, and it's because his giant quarterback brain is better than everyone else's. I get paid to cover professional football. And I know it's one team, but I get paid to pay attention to the league as a whole. And I have never, like, I've known for a long, long time that the Patriots are a faceless organization outside of the two guys. But it has never felt more evident to me than the past two days where I'm looking at these dudes coming off the field and being like, I don't know any of you. Mm-mm. Like, these are not, these are not in any way, shape, or form household names and like Jamie Collins is wearing number eight. I know who Jamie Collins is. I know he used to play for the Patriots. I had no idea he's back on the Patriots. <laughs> uh, Danny Shelton, who's a first round pick by the Browns a couple years ago. I know that the Browns traded him to the Patriots. I had no idea. Danny Shelton was still like, these are like, it's, I know the players, some of them, but it's just like, how the hell did you land here? And what are you doing here? And the fact that the Adam Butler, the the defensive tackle from, Vanderbilt, who was an UDFA, has a Super Bowl ring with the Patriots. <laughs> it's just like, like, what the hell is this? This is, 
it's a tribute to them. They win with literally guys you have never fucking heard of. Yeah. Wild to me. Brady's unbelievable. And one of the biggest takeaways I have, and I I feel very lucky to get to see him in this atmosphere this close to the end of his career. Because, I mean, he's he's probably only got a few years left. I I'm I refuse to doubt the man because he's just, at this point, you – should not should not bet on his downfall until after you see it happen like i mean it's just he's unbelievable but watching him direct his receivers and just direct that whole offense i mean that guy is in total control out there just total control he tells people where to line up he's he's reminding guys to get set he's over here correcting routes i mean if you if you're a patriots wide receiver you are your butthole is like so tight the whole practice because that dude will jump in your ass the moment anything you if you take a wrong step he's gonna let you know about it and he knows i mean it's like he's got eyeballs on everybody so he knows the routes better than they do it's unreal to watch him and watch him operate and he holds them all accountable and that's i think that's why he's constantly been able to turn guys like Julian Edelman who is a you know college quarterback you know turned wide receiver what maybe six round pick something like that into in you know pro bowl wide receiver and you know a guy that I I don't believe belongs in the hall of fame but some people are making that argument now um but he's he's it's Brady man he's he is he will develop guys he will develop wide receivers for that team I mean he's the best he's the best wide receivers coach in the league probably you know I mean that is the value of a Tom Brady it's unreal what he does and it's cool to watch him do it on in a setting like that at practice Brable talking mess at him today he yeah, oh yeah oh, all yeah. over him on Wednesday it was so funny to watch. there there was a fun uh there's a little fun exchange they had uh Brady no, you can't report specific words remember this <laughs> Michael. Right. I have been I have been corrected <laughs> on this many a time it's seven on sevens uh Watson uh or Brady throws for Watson Watson tries to jump up in one-handed doesn't come out down with it and uh Vrabel uh made Brady aware that he would have caught that pass so <laughs> Um, so he was just reminding him that, uh, his old tight end slash linebacker back in the day would have had him there. Yeah. God, it was wonderful. The, uh, it, the whole Vrabel Patriots experience is wonderful. It's like a, it's like a, a, a sinister family <laughs> reunion that nobody, like nobody would ever feel like they were allowed to get close. There was a, there was a legitimate force field around Bill Belichick today at his press conference. Like people are scared to sit close to him. Oh yeah. And like, and I I mean, it'll sound like a cop out. I wasn't sitting over there because I went yesterday and, uh, there's nothing you can glean out of a Bill Belichick press conference. So I, I left, I left seats there for the Boston media. Boston media didn't sit by him. The total, (laughs) total ring of open seats in front of him. And then everybody like standing on the perimeter. Well, no wonder y'all can't hear him. No, you can't hear. Me. I could, st- I could stand. I was standing of like uh, this is a. T- it's probably four, f- five feet from me to Mike, and I couldn't hear a damn word he said. I tweeted out a video, totally inaudible, <laughs> just so people would believe me. Yes, I'm here. I'm trying. He's not saying now, anything. Just imagine if you're trying to get that press or that press uh, interview or whatever, and Darren, and it was in the locker room, and Darren Bates was playing his music. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> Do you know that on this podcast, I was the first Darren Bates person? 
Like yeah. this, I was the first person to feud with Darren Bates. Yeah, Ma- making history here. We talked about this on the podcast, and now Paul thinks this is his thing. No, 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 this goes, this goes so much. It's what I, I love, my friend Paul Cars. It's not all about you, Chief. <laughs> oh, he, he'll he'll listen too. No, I know because we we had made jokes yesterday about uh, uh, he tweeted saying you know why aren't we out there working or whatever and it's just you? Mike yeah no, uh, he was he was saying why aren't y'all at work because yeah. he thought Lebowski was over here too oh, oh yeah. did he yeah we and, talked about and it I, I said well see, you know some of us you know have jobs outside of football or whatever then he he took that as like a personal attack and then. I understood what he was trying to say in his tweet and retort, but there were like a string of replies that people were like, you need to lay off the pickers or whatever. And I, I, I love, I, there's honest to God, there's nobody in Nashville sports media. I love more than Paul. Like Paul's great. He really he's, is. He's my favorite honest to God, but also he is so damn angry about shit that doesn't matter. Chief, stop shaking your fist at the at the at the young people. It's okay. You gotta let it go. Well, let's listen to the Taj yeah. Sharp rap album. I, I would love. Lane. I think Darren Bates should be playing that in the locker room. Oh, that, every. I may not day. go in the locker room again because <laughs> of the new setup that I am told that Darren Bates has. Oh um, no! I I think it might be physically bigger than me. The set, the speakers. Oh, has he got like the speaker systems from the practice field in the locker room now? There's literally just going to be a tie. <laughs> it, it's not. It's, it's so funny. I wonder who who runs the company that wraps those giant speakers to make them look like speakers. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, I think I think they're just physically going to wheel a third one in off the practice field and sit it in front of the linebackers. Oh my god! And just melt our faces with <laughs> with future. Oh no! Stay woke. Fantastic. Uh, let's let's uh, talk a little bit of fantasy football. Mike, you got to see Sony Michelle up close oh, yeah. uh, in person. Are you going to keep him in our fantasy football? League? Well, I'm not going to keep him now because, but mostly be, mostly Is... because I think Saquon Barkley and Nick Chubb are going to be better. All right. Yeah. All right. Sony Michelle looked good though. He he did have a couple nice runs. So, uh, other than that, I mean, big... oh, I thought you were going to ask me a fantasy football question. Well, do you even play fantasy football? Fuck no. Well, yeah, that's why I wasn't going to ask you a question. I know, but I still wanted the ability to say something nasty to you. <laughs> Take that away from me. I Rude. hold the power. I'm the one who knocks. Uh, I'm sitting in the dark. I'll, I'll yeah. say uh, yeah. this is the kingmaker. Hey, look. I got one, too. I will say Braxton Berrios and uh, Jacoby Myers were very active today. I don't know how active they'll be once Julian Edelman and Nikhil Harry are out there and stuff like that, but they were both making a ton of plays. Is that who Patriots. nine is for the Patriots, the other little uh, white guy? No, that was that is Gunner something. I, I don't even know his last name. Naturally. His first yeah. name is, of course, Gunner. Yeah. It's something very German, I think. Gunner or something. I don't know. <laughs> they both made like very nice plays over the Titan $70 yeah. million dollar safety. So that's, yeah. You know, yeah. That's good. Well, that's Bar- good. Berrios roasted them a couple times down the seam it was it was ugly well what do y'all have some final thoughts on practice uh we got the preseason game coming up on saturday what should people be looking for your take on is marcus gonna play the full first quarter what what do y'all got in that regard um i i I would guess that marcus will play some i don't know if i'd say the full first quarter maybe how much did they play last year in the second preseason game i'd have to I go don't back and know, look mike i don't have that off no, the I top thought of you were, think i've committed I thought preseason uh, games to memory i thought you were a professional zach hey, I'm, I'm sorry listen <laughs> i have i have committed preseason games to memory it's the shit that keeps me up at night oh wait that, that was the bucks game right so he was played, that the game that we were at, uh, yeah, Mafiosos at Mafiosos. For? yeah so we, he yeah, played into the second quarter <laughs> hashtag he, no free ads he, he, he played into the second quarter i think 
Uh, but yeah, it's, I, I would say he's probably going to play like a quarter ish. That's about right. But, uh, yeah, don't expect to see Delaney or Corey Davis or probably almost certainly no Adam Humphreys. Uh, no Derek. Yeah. No Derek Henry. He uh, was so, out there today. Somebody asked for a picture and he said, no. Yeah. He, he was doing, take uh, the picture anyway. he was doing some stuff yesterday though, running around. He looks like he's getting closer ish. He's doing more now than he has been. I think he's totally on. I mean, I think he's just fine on the pace that they have him. It's yeah. you know he's a running back. Keep him out of training camp, anyways. Yeah. yeah. Unless he totally forgets what the hell he did in December last year. Yeah. Uh, which you know is possible for this football team. I'd I'd almost rather him just have fresh legs when he hits week one. Yeah, it's you know? fine. Yeah, I don't care. Give everybody one player to watch, or that you're excited to watch at least. I mean, it, I, I've already talked about him, but I'm going to be watching a lot of uh, Imani Bledsoe. Um, I he's he's oh played, shut the hell up you're not high. you're not excited to oh in the preseason game he, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Preseason. oh okay I thought we were talking about a practice no, like no, when you know, no, it's no. Like Monty Bledsoe yeah no, no, I'll be watching some of Monty Bledsoe I want to watch some uh, Derek Roberson too he's been playing pretty high um he's very clearly playing with the twos um at outside linebacker right now so I think I think those are guys that could be on the edge of the roster that I want to keep an eye on so go with them David Long yeah David he's, Long's he's fun, fun. There's he's a, he's a yeah. screamer, which is a oddly worded tweet that you guys sent out. <laughs> it was not me. Uh, I think, sports on I'm, I'm pretty sure that was Austin because I was standing right next to him when that play happened. And uh, David Long did come bust up in a hole uh, near the line of scrimmage and light a guy up and then let the whole world know about it. Letting out a, uh, I think it'd be best described as a screech. Uh, more so than a scream, but it was battle uh, cry, perhaps sounds yeah. more testosterone filled. Yeah. Uh, screamer was an interesting choice of words. Yeah. I, did, <laughs> I did quote tweet it because it was about the play, and that was the only thing we had out there. And I was like, okay, well, this is awkward. But uh, David Long is an easy comparison to make to Jayon because they're physically built the same, yeah. but they do play the same. Yeah, uh, there's a lot uh, that reminds me of Jayon um, early on in terms of being able to keep pace with the running backs. He has really good vision, it seems, for being able to fill the hole in run fits. And he's loud. Like, he's loud. He's talking out there. He's jawing at Ferkser. I mean, this is obviously different when they were doing in intra-squad scrimmages and things like that at practice. Uh, but he's he's confident, and he's understanding. I mean, obviously, there's still a good a good deal of learning curve yet for him. But for a six-round linebacker, the people are just kind of, you know, I mean, it matters that he's out there because it's really only the two of them out of that draft class. Um, well, three now. Three now that AJ. Three back. now. Fair. But <laughs> to this point, and honest to God, I, I, I was talking about this the other day. We did one of those pop-up shows after practice, and I was talking about the rookies, and I'm like, oh, hell, I totally forgot that Amani Hooker has been out here. David Long, David Long gets more of my attention. Um, it almost I, feels like Amani Hooker's a veteran, though, at this point. As much as he plays, and I mean, he's just... I mean, he's very involved, it seems like. He is very involved, and they like him a lot, and he has good situational awareness. So mm -hmm. if, I can, if I can cheat, I'd say the two, the two defensive rookies. Yeah. Uh, so A to Z has an Instagram. Do you all have Instagram-exclusive content that you're not putting on your Twitter feed as you're not putting in both places, just Instagram? Uh, so typically those things are, are distinguished before practice, but uh, – Yes, there are things that go up on the Instagram that are different from the Twitter just because the formatting is different. We all don't get the same thing. But over 10,000 Twitter followers as of today, which means nice. I can oh, wow. swipe up on my stuff. Yeah. Get more hashtag clicks for my hashtag content. Uh, and so you can follow us on Instagram, A to Z Sports, on Facebook, 
like us, A to Z Sports, and on Twitter at A to Z Sports. Also me, at Buck Rising. Y'all and, are uh, killing it with the uh, training camp coverage, by yeah, the way. Because we're really literally everywhere. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's like, what, yeah. six of y'all? There's four of y'all? Four. Well, I yeah. mean, we, we, there is four, but we do have the most credentials for any one yeah. organization out there. And we're like the internet. We're everywhere. You're yeah. everywhere. And uh, what's coming up on next on 615 Sessions? Who are you fawning over next? Yes, I'm, I'm repurposing <laughs> the audio from this. This is why I'm here. I'm cheating by using you two to help me do my podcast so I can save time later. Uh, we will have Andrew Siciliano from the NFL Network oh. next week. He's really, really short. Yes, he is. He also has tremendously large ears. Yes, he does. massive ears. Yeah. Distractingly. They're, I just always get distracted by it. Yes, and I will have Tajay Sharp, obviously, on the Tuesday pod with Emily Proud and Joe Rexroad. We talked about the Titans wide receivers. We also talked about what Roombas do with dog poop. <laughs> um, and Emily that was, was a great story. Emily was so kind of, as to provide a visual of what the Roomba looked I post. I saw that. Why? <laughs> I saw She's that. She's foul. I mean, I, I very little like gets to me. But I, I had a little bit of a, oh, am I going to throw up for a Because you could see the food in it. <laughs> <laughs> and low-key Emily Proud, savage in terms of what is she, where is she willing to go and what she is willing to put on the internet in she, terms of that kind of stuff. She, she had a fantastic tweet today, too, while we're at it. She, yeah. she said, she I guess caught a glimpse of Tom Brady pouring baby powder down one of the back of, uh, the back of one that. of his offensive lineman's pants and she said uh if that's not leadership i don't know what it is. <laughs> it's true uh, solid tweet solid. I, I do want to give a shout out to joe rexroad um he's been savage today on <laughs> on twitter has he yeah i haven't uh, seen he's he said that ryan Tannehill, spicy now that yeah, he said that ryan Tannehill threw a dead quail of a ball <laughs> and then uh um, i like that yeah uh, he had a couple other he had a couple of other ones but i mean it was just it's almost like he's a writer yeah <laughs> I had uh, give gave him a couple shout outs. Of course, you know the uh, the shout out for uh, Paul and his glisten, glistening in the sun oh, comments yeah, yeah. earlier. It's just been a lot of great imagery uh, from the writers and stuff. Uh, and uh, what we try to do, we do it for the people. Yeah, the he he had one. That, uh, Tannehill just put up a dying quell that D'Angelo Yancey made a great play on downfield. Ooh, I saw that pass. That uh, was nice by Yancey. Marcus has been de- Marcus has been demoted to QB three. Right. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Brian Horrier just threw an eighty yard touchdown on Titans twos. Brady has had a few easy vertical hits today versus ones. Marcus has been moved to cornerback two. <laughs> Uh, Marcus, two straight to Delaney Walker, second one in the scene for a big gain. So does this mean Walker's with the twos? We can do this all day. <laughs> See, now that, yeah. now, now that he, now that he can write fuck in an article, he's very yeah. excited, oh, very yeah. snippy on the internet. Oh, are they allow the word fuck in the athletic? Uh, yes. Oh man, we should get a podcast on there. <laughs> he's, uh, he's been unleashed. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's reminding me that I'm going to have to go through and, and, and individually bleep out half the shit in this podcast. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, best, best of luck with that. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's going to be a long afternoon. Are you really pirating this uh, podcast audio? <laughs> it's the only reason I'm sitting here. <laughs> well, good luck. Good luck with the, the bleeping, the yeah. fucking bleeping. <laughs> Should we go back and edit in a yeah. bunch of fucks that he has yeah. to then edit back out? It's just like, it's like Vrabel watching him at practice. There are so many misplaced F-bombs. That it's just like in in the stream of a coherent <laughs> sentence, but it's like that that word doesn't go there, Mike. Like it's a very creative way of cussing. Yeah, uh, one that I aspire to. Mike, what do you have uh, coming up as far as articles? Anything in the pipelines the listeners should be 
to know. So I'll be writing a note from practice today, and then I've got two more that I'm working on currently. I'm I'm working on going back because I'm a masochist and uh, <laughs> watching some of the offensive line play from the first preseason game and taking a few clips out of that to kind of show uh, some of the guys that I think played well and maybe some guys that didn't. Uh, and then I've also got a, uh, another piece that I've been kind of working on about, um, I think there's a play calling crisis in the NFL. You know, we've seen the stats recently, 15, uh, new play callers this year that were not the same play callers for that team last year. That's, that's a problem. Um, and it's because everyone's now hunting McVay. And trying to find that next guy, an offensive coordinator, any offensive coordinator that's even halfway worth his salt is getting a head coaching offer immediately. Um, I think it's a real problem, and I don't know how the NFL solves it because you can't just keep turning over like that. It's that's insane. It's terrible for offensive football. Hunting McVeigh sounds like a sounds like a Ben Affleck. Yeah, <laughs> like a like a Tom Clancy novel. Yeah, I, I'd I'd read it. Yeah. Well, thanks for asking, but I do have stuff coming down the pipeline <laughs> as well. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm, Zach, what are yeah, you working on? I'm in the middle of finishing up season three of Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. um, going back through and watching the, the all the seasons. Never and seen it. This, this I is know, what you, you really got to get back and watch it. This it's is what really, you've been working on I've so been, hard that you haven't been able to come out to training. Right, camp right. I've been watching Seinfeld, <laughs> and uh, I just finished the, the full uh, series of 30 Rock uh, all the way through. Oh, so. Wow. Is that your first time with 30 Rock? No, or that'd re-watch? be my third time with oh, 30 goodness. Rock. Can't wow. make that in 2019. <laughs> yeah. And no, you definitely no. cannot. And then uh, me and Lauren are together. We we watch uh, New Girl. We're going back through and watching New Girl, which I've seen three or four different times. So It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's what I got going on. A lot of Titan-centric <laughs> stuff. <laughs> no, I was no. really I was really getting ready to be surprised by the fact that he's working on some kind of in-depth article on I, I'll, I'll on be photoshopping Yancey. stuff later too so you know get some tape breakdown of yeah. new girl going on on Twitter yeah I would actually read that <laughs> I would be the only one but I would read that. I may need to start breaking down some episodes here and there you know with Absolutely. a laser pointer and stuff I read it I read an article <laughs> please do <laughs> I read an article of Mike Leach uh that got released on the athletic today and uh, Mike Leach would be in the middle of breaking down a play or whatever and going through these rooms, and then he would just automatically turn around and go and just point his laser pointer at two players and say, fight to the death, who's going to win? <laughs> just in the middle of it all. I I would, I would just want to be friends with Mike Leach. Yeah. That, that's really all there is to it. If I if he was at a school or, or somewhere near me, I would just try to follow him around every day. I find him to be one of the most genuinely entertaining people in the world. Let's say that you and your wife are on a beach yeah. and Mike Leach is there and he's there for the total duration of your trip. <laughs> are you ever going to see Shelby Shelby again? <laughs> or are you just going to spend I all mean, your time around Mike I mean, Leach? I'm not, I can't pass up my wife for Mike Leach, but I I would try to like slip away and catch him a couple <laughs> times, you know, be like, hey, Mike, let's talk about pirates. It's the think? single greatest disappointment in my professional life that Butch Jones was fired and that they did not hire Mike Leach. Yeah, that would be amazing. Oh. Could you imagine Mike Leach in the SEC? It, oh, it would be so good. To have that be the most important sports team in this state headed by this, I don't know what the hell he is, this mad scientist-sounding <laughs> individual talking about hunting raccoons and things of that nature. Uh, I'm, I'm very, I'm made very sad every time I hear Mike Leach's name because he's could have been mine, but he's not. 
Uh, Would you be living in Knoxville right now, uh, covering the falls? I'd move. That was my glitch. <laughs> I'd move. Mostly because I'm scared of Vrabel. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I I don't. I think Vrabel's just kind of cuddly. I think you're you're totally over. Uh, I think y'all make a bigger deal out of it than y'all should. No, I do. Honest to God, and and I mean, Mike, <laughs> he, he is what he is. I, I and I joke about being. I mean, I am physically intimidated by Mike Vrabel. He's Massive. a very large human being, and one time he put his hand very close to my face in a way that I thought he was just going to punch me. Um, <laughs> but he pulled back and then made a joke about me not flinching afterwards, which is literally the single most masculine moment I've had in my life. <laughs> Little um, did he know you actually peed yourself. 100%. There was dribble, <laughs> dribble in the shorts, without question. Some <laughs> drip, would you say? Some leakage. leakage. Beat you to your shitty joke. God, I need to get out of here. Do you, have, do you have to bleep the shits, too? No. I, well, all this many? Probably. <laughs> probably. If we cross over into gratuitous now. Yeah. I, do, you, do, you keep, have, do you follow the standards of PG-13 rules? I try to keep it classy. You know, I want people to feel comfortable when they come into my my home that I'm living in like a squatter because I don't, you know, there's no. <laughs> do you have the, the fridge now? I do have the fridge. Yeah. The fridge is there. Uh, there is still no TV on the wall in, in my living room, but we will baby steps. Um, <laughs> and uh, I forgot what my point was. I'm not scared of Mike Rabel. I only act like it. <laughs> Just well, most days. I guess uh, as the host of 615 Sessions, I'll close it out now. <laughs> uh, so this has been 615 Sessions and Football and Other F-Words? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> uh, You've just been F'd or seshed? Football been and seshed? other 615 words? Yeah. 615 and other sessions? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> then we just, we just collaborated. Whatever. As long as I don't have to do another podcast <laughs> later. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Mike Miracles at F Words Pod at Buck Rising. Also follow at A to Z Sports Nashville. Is it all that, or no, is it just, it's just A to Z, Z, Z Sports? Sports? The website though is A to Z Sports Nashville. Nashville dot com. I forgot dot gov <laughs> dot org. Uh, all right, you just been F real. <laughs> <laughs>